This is for the passionate, the purposeful, the men and the women who absolutely know that there is something bigger out there and that they're a part of it. And whether you are into spirituality or self-development, in this podcast, you will find the tools and the tricks and the practices to help you reach the potential of your higher self. My name is Sabrina McLean, and this is the Mindfully Bree podcast. Blessings to all of the beautiful souls who are tuning in to episode six of the Mindfully Bree podcast. In today's episode, I'm talking about the mind body connection. And I'm going to be addressing some really important factors that are definitely going to transform the way that you experience your emotions. And hopefully it'll help evolve and change the relationship you have with those emotions. My goal is to get you to understand that whether an emotion makes you feel good or feel bad, That does not make the emotion itself good or bad. I also want you to understand at the end of this episode that you are not your emotions. You are not the body that these emotions show up in. You are not the mind that creates the thoughts surrounding these emotions. You are the awareness behind all of that experience. And as much as the mind-body connection is a part of who you are, it is not who you are. And the deeper we get entangled into the narratives that are going on in our mind, and the deeper we connect and identify with emotions, such as I am angry, the more we do that, the further we get from our true self. And what we're really doing is we're investing our identity into emotions which are ever-changing, into thoughts which are always changing. And so you lose yourself in your experience rather than embodying your experience. So by the end of this episode, I hope that you at least have some clarity on the changes that you can create in your life, even if all of this stuff seems crazy overwhelming to you right now. It's still your truth. It's still something you can refer to. It's still something that you can allow into your experience. So I would highly recommend grabbing a piece of paper, getting a pen ready, and jotting down some of the mind-blowing stuff you're about to hear because this episode has the potential to really expand your awareness to a level that you didn't even know could exist for you. And my hope is to expand you out of your little world and into the grand scheme of things. So I hope you enjoy. Before we dive into this episode, I want you to take a moment And ask yourself this question. How am I feeling right now? 
So allow your answer to surface. There's no right or wrong. A common answer is, I'm fine, or doing all right in yourself. Because it's one of those questions asked without the intention of truly checking in with how we're feeling. Most people will ask this question to their mind, waiting for a cognitive answer to surface. This answer will be the sum of your thoughts on an experience, but not necessarily how you're feeling. This is a true testament to just how powerful the mind is. Even though it's not where feelings are experienced, this is where the question is answered. Another way to check in with how you're feeling is to ask yourself, what's going on in my body right now? Weird, right? I bet you wouldn't think to check in with how your body is feeling today. But the truth is, that's where the sensation of your feelings is being experienced, right? We don't feel with our mind, we think with our mind. And yet we ask ourselves how we are feeling and the mind gives us an answer. But before we go into understanding that the body is where you experience this stuff, let's take a venture into your mind. And let's start with thoughts. Everything originates from a thought. Your beliefs, your ideas, your assumptions, and your worries, they all begin in your mind in the form of a thought. Therefore, what you think you then become, which is something that I feel we've all heard at some point in our lives. But what if you're not paying attention to what you're thinking? Well, your thoughts are still creating the life unfolding before you, whether you are aware of that fact or not. And of course, the goal is not to suppress any thought or control them by any means, but instead to learn to guide them in the direction that aligns best with your desire. A good place to start practicing this is detaching yourself from your thoughts. Seeing yourself as the observer of the experience rather than the experience itself. By understanding the power behind your thoughts, you'll begin to appreciate the personal power of the mind-body connection. So let's take a moment and let me paint out this visual for you. Close your eyes if you want to. I want you to imagine your thoughts as cars speeding down a highway while you, the observer, sits quietly on a bench watching them pass. If this is your first time watching your thoughts pass at this speed, there's a good chance you're going to feel overwhelmed and your natural instinct is to jump in because you identify yourself with the mind and with those thoughts and you feel the need and the urge to control these thoughts, their speed, their intensity. But are you still sitting on the bench or have you left? Are you still the observer or have you become consumed by your thoughts? You can pause this and sit with that for a moment, or you can open your eyes and come back with me. See, these thoughts surface within you, but you are separate 
Let me say that again. These thoughts surface within you, but they are separate from who you are. You are not your thoughts. You are the awareness of those thoughts, but you are not your thoughts. At first, it may feel extremely difficult to watch the speed and intensity of these thoughts as they form. And you may feel compelled to attach yourself to one, trying to stop it, trying to steer it away, trying to resist what's happening. But the funny thing is, these thoughts have always been going at this speed, with this amount of intensity. And the only difference is that you are now just tuning into them. You have the opportunity to become the observer of your experience each and every time an intense emotion pops up for you. You will always have two choices. You can either react with emotion or you can respond with awareness. An emotional reaction to something is a sign that you've been consumed by that thing, by that emotion, and whatever it is that you're experiencing in that moment. That emotion decided to take the reins and it also decided the next best course of action for you. This means if you were observing thoughts of anger, you'd follow the urge to attach yourself to that thought, leading you into more anger because now anger is leading. When you choose to respond, however, you recognize that the emotion is a part of your experience, but you are not that emotion. In other words, you are feeling anger, but you are not anger. If you were observing thoughts of anger, you would continue to until it dissipates or transcends into another emotion. To respond to a situation means to first become the awareness behind that experience so that you may decide what to do rather than be led by that experience. When you practice mindful awareness of your thought patterns and the ways that you choose to handle action, it can be really, really challenging. I mean, it's simple, become aware, but it doesn't make it easy because we're inclined to continue thinking our way out of a situation. We're inclined to keep ourselves busy and keep ourselves so much in our narrative, in our dialogue, in our mental chatter, trying to navigate the world around us that we forget the world around us. It's simple in nature. Just being with who you are is innate within ourselves, but we got lost. We let the experiences of things get so heavy from the outside world that we retreated in. And sometimes we end up staying inside our mind and paying attention to our mental chatter like it's factual. This is all challenging because it's the opposite of what you've been training yourself to do all of these years, whether you've been awakened to this or not. Each time you observe detach and respond you are strengthening the mind-body connection by separating yourself from it and now that we covered thoughts let's move like head first into physical sensations 
And let's revisit that question, how are you feeling today? So take a second. Now that we've talked about the mind and a little bit about the body, ask yourself, how are you feeling today? This question is exchanged so often from person to person that you can answer on autopilot without even thinking about it. An answer is ready to come out. The question itself asks how you're feeling, yet people rarely take the time to check in with what they're feeling. Instead, they're likely to rely on what their mind tells them about how they're feeling. Now that there is a separation from you and the mind, and now that you understand the difference between reaction and response, it's time to move on to understanding and feeling emotions in your body. Emotions appear in the body as physical sensations, arousals, or reactions to what's going on in the mind. These emotions show up differently and in many, many forms, but the sensations are kind of similar to one another, like heart palpitations, dry mouth, tight chest, tingling sensations, clenching, just to name a few. For instance, if you were to have a negative thought pop into your head, you'd likely be fixated on what's going on in your head, the narrative in your mind. And chances are you're forgetting about the body that you're in. So when you finally bring awareness back to your body, all of these sensations will overwhelmingly hit you at once. When you take the time to sit with each physical sensation as it arises, you are awakening to how your body experiences emotions. This simple practice helps you gain clarity on your emotions, how you're feeling and the power of their presence because they may make us feel bad. You know, we can have negative emotions arise, but those emotions are not bad emotions. This is just how we perceive them because they're not pleasant. Just like a pleasant emotion, like happiness, is not good, it just is. We perceive it as pleasant because it feels good and we'd rather feel that than something not good, right? That makes sense. But the more we label good and bad, we really start to identify with that. And so we resist and we avoid the bad. And then we start seeking out the good. And by resisting, we are not present. And when you're not present, you're not in control. You're not taking control of your response. And what ends up happening is the narrative in our mind takes over and reminds us like, yo, you remember when this happened last time? We did not like this feeling. We need to do everything in our power to make sure we don't feel this again. And so practicing mindful awareness of your emotions can be as simple as sitting when you recognize, like, I'm not in a good mood, sit down and, and ask yourself where you feel that. Like, is it in your chest? Is it in your gut? Is it in your throat? What's going on? Where do you feel it? And just be with it. Just be with it. I mean, it's hard. I, I don't I don't want this to come off like it's super easy. This takes time and consistency. But you got to try Without practicing mindful awareness of how your mind and body are connected, you may miss opportunities to get ahead of your emotions and you end up allowing them to dictate your day. So 
Now let's move on to a mind-body practice. So now that we've identified the connection, we understand that practicing mindful awareness with your thoughts and your physical sensations, it takes patience and consistent practice. And as you begin to identify the connection between your mind and your body, you'll also begin to identify who you truly are because you are not the mind that creates the thoughts, nor are you the thoughts that think. Just like you are not the body you have, you are not the sensations you experience in that body. The mind and the body will always be a part of who you are, but it is not who you are. And each time you choose to become the awareness behind your experience, you create more space between what is happening and your response to what is happening. So at this point, we're going to talk about the mind-body practice. So if you don't necessarily have the time for this, I would totally hit pause, come back to this. But if you do, now's a good time for that pen and paper. And we'll start by understanding that identifying the connection and separating yourself from the experience are both simple practices that can be very challenging. So be gentle, be kind with yourself as you practice this, as you navigate this, because you may invite some uncomfortable feelings up for you. A great place to begin cultivating this practice is by identifying your dialogue separately from your bodily experience. Now, this is going to be best practice when an emotion is present, but not too overwhelming. Because we want to practice small so that when we get to the part, you know, when we get to the times in our life and the moments in our life that are overwhelming, we have this tool in our arsenal already, but you don't, you don't go into, you know, you don't try to leave. Hold on. I, I forgot how I said this. How did I say this the other day? Ah, you don't think about the exit strategy when the building is already on fire, right? We want to be prepared for that stuff. We want to walk into a room, know our exits and not have to freak out about it. And that's the same thing here. You want to be able to practice this simple technique when you're in a more calm state so that when you are feeling an intense emotion and it does feel overwhelming, you recognize the, the steps, you recognize the patterns and you understand like, oh, okay, I know what I have to do now. So if you're not feeling a particularly intense emotion or you're not really in tune with that, that's okay. You can just go ahead and listen to it. And if it begins to resonate with you, you can start practicing along. An emotion that we are all familiar with is feeling anger. So let's use anger as an example, but you can fill in your emotion as you see fit. With most intense emotional states, you'll likely find yourself tangled up in the dialogue that's going on in your mind. So what we're going to do is we're going to bring our attention into the body right now. So wherever you are, I want you to sit comfortably, comfortably in a way that you can really get a sense of your entire body right now. 
I would suggest having your feet planted on the floor. And if you can, try to straighten up that back a little bit. And just take a moment to notice the sensations you are feeling in response to anger and where these sensations are showing up. Remember, there is no wrong answer when it comes to how you're feeling. Your feelings are your truth. Your emotions are your truth. So allow that truth to surface within you right now. Where are they surfacing for you? What's your relationship to how they're surfacing? Are these sensations familiar to you or is this maybe the first time you're tuning into it? Once you've begun to turn your focus onto the body, use the tool of a long, deep inhale and a long exhale to relax yourself into the moment. So let's take that right now. You can repeat those breath cycles as much as you need to before finding a sense of inner calm, even if it's alongside your anger or whatever emotion you chose. You can absolutely hold space for an intense emotion and still find calm within yourself so you can relax into the moment Acknowledge that emotion before you respond to it. And now that you've brought the intensity, hopefully down, and you've separated yourself from this experience, I invite you to turn your attention toward the mental chatter. So now that we've relaxed the body, we're a little more grounded physically, we're going to turn our attention into the mind, into the dialogue that we tend to get stuck in sometimes, that mental quicksand. If this feels too intense for you, simply come back to the breath as your guiding tool of relaxation. A really good tip for this is to place your right hand on your belly and breathe. You can physically feel the breath that way the breath is tangible because you're you're experiencing the rise and the fall of your stomach this can act as a tangible representation of the constant fluctuations happening within you the breath rises and falls and you can feel that in the belly there are constantly, as you've just witnessed, changing sensations all over your body. And then there's also the rapid movement of thoughts in your mind. Once you've invited an inner calm into the dialogue of your mind, 
you can then move on to the last part of this practice, which is asking yourself proactive questions. So rather than focusing on what you don't want to feel, turn the focus toward how you would like to feel. And here are some questions that I suggest starting with. What am I thinking right now? How am I feeling right now? How are my emotions appearing in my body? Am I holding my breath or allowing the fluctuations naturally? How can I accept what has already happened? What action can I take to create the change I wish to see? What is the next best step for me to take in this moment? And how will this action bring me closer to how I want to feel? If you actually went through this practice, congrats. That's huge. And I really, really mean that because if you can, just interrupting the dialogue in your mind is, is a revolutionary act because it goes against your wiring. And sometimes when we hear things in our mind, we immediately accept it as our truth. And it's hard to dispute that. It's hard when you're, you know, you're feeling however, in whatever intense emotion that you're feeling, and you have the thoughts to, to continue to fuel that fire. It's challenging to go up against that. So if you did that, kudos. And I want you to take this with you. Be patient with yourself. Be patient as you sit, as you observe, as you become aware and awaken to the life that you're living right now. Because you're going to ask yourself questions that may come with unpleasant answers. So bring a genuine curiosity to this moment. This practice may seem simple and for most of you, it's probably really uncomfortable, but it is very important and a huge step toward a happier and more aware version of yourself. And the beauty of this practice is that it is always growing with you. You can ask these questions three different times each day and you will get different answers. So be gentle as you begin to discover the parts of yourself possibly for the first time. And I really encourage you to show the compassion to yourself that you would a friend going through a lifestyle change because that's what this is. So practicing mindful awareness is portable and the right time is always now. So remember, all change starts with becoming aware of what needs to change. And all of that change has to begin within you.
Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you like what you heard and it resonated deep, then you're definitely going to love my free membership, Daily Mindful Living. Each week has a theme and Monday through Friday, I share practices, tips, and even sometimes channeled messages on what is the best course of action for you mindfully. So if mindfulness is something you want to debunk, understand, and possibly start to apply into your life bit by bit, then this membership is perfect for you. So head to mindfullybree.com and you'll find all the information on the membership. Have a mindful day. Hey, mindful fam. Thanks so much for tuning into the podcast. I hope you got exactly what you needed. And make sure you come back every Monday where I'll be sharing brand new episodes ranging from channeled content and meditations to goal setting and accountability. I really want to be a part of your journey of evolvement into the greatest, highest version of you. And I'm so thankful that you're letting me. I'll see you soon.